for the week of August 15th, 2021. This is Mojo Weekly. I'm John. For the week of August 15th, 2021. Uh, this is Mojo Weekly. My name is Joshua. Oh, you're coming at me. You're coming at me. I'm coming at you. All right, here's your news. Josh, I'm I'm so goddamn tired, but we're going to we're going to we're going to keep this show going. This is it. This is where the, this is where it gets exciting because the news is gonna rock your fucking socks off. All right, here we go. Uh, so we've got another throwback mini console. Have you heard of this? Have you heard the news? I haven't. I have. I've. I've stayed very far away from any news. So everything you're gonna tell me today, everything is mm-hmm. gonna be news to me. All right, man. Here we go. It is uh, the A five hundred mini, which is. Oh yeah. The uh you know, it's it's a it's a mini version of the Commodore Amiga 500. So that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's coming from the same company as 2018's Commodore 64 mini, which uh, I guess they're called Retro Games Limited, super creative name. Um this uh this thing will be 140 bucks uh and will come out next year in 2022, which will apparently be the 35th year uh, anniversary of uh the Amiga 500. Classic gaming fans will find 25 Amiga staples, if there ever were such a thing, uh, in the A500's onboard library of games. Uh, Among them will be Another World. Of course. Simon the Sorcerer. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. Steampunk Run and Gunner, the Chaos Engine. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And uh, and Worms. Yeah. Oh yeah, Worms. So there you go. what about Shadow of the Beast? That's, uh, so a, that's your that's your staple right there. So it'll also include Alien Breed 3D, All Terrain Racing (ATR), uh, Battle Chess, Cadaver, Kickoff 2, Pinball Dream, Speedball 2, Zool, uh, Ninja of the Zool. Nth Dimension, and uh, more titles which will be announced later. So uh, wow. you know, still still room for whatever the hell it was you said, Shadow of the Beast. <clears throat> yeah, Shadow of the Beast was, uh, you know, of course, us us Turbo nerds. We had a good, we had a pretty damn good conversion of that on the Turbo Super CD, yeah. I think. Um, but one that I had always wanted to play, that I think was exclusive to this stupid Amiga 500 or Amiga whatever, it was Shadow of the Beast three. We never got that one on anything else. Huh. So third one was Amiga. So Shadow of the Beast two was actually pretty fun too. I played that on Sega CD, and it's not bad. Uh, so this thing, the A500 Mini, will come with a USB mouse modeled uh, after the original one the computer used, a modern nice. a modern style eight button gamepad. Ooh, uh, wow. Both of these things will have a wired six foot USB connection. It'll have an HDMI cable and uh, port uh, and port and a USB A to USB C power cable as well. Nice. Have you had a lot of experience playing the Omega 500? Fucking none, man. <laughs> Honestly, like I know I, zilch um, about this thing. I have one. Uh, I actually have. I, so I've got the full suite. I got a VIC 20. I've got the Commodore 64 and an Amiga 500. Wow. And uh, my Amiga 500, it had one of those uh, real fancy floppy drives, the, the 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 smaller floppy, the micro floppy, or what do you want to call it? Yeah. Um, and, and it had issues, just like uh, a lot of people probably had. All of our listeners, I'm sure, are Amiga 500 specialists. <laughs> yeah. But it had issues with the disk drive, and so once that stopped working properly, I basically was unable to play any games. So I found. So it's not a commission, but I found uh, things online where you can um, imp- you can basically export the 
the U, the floppy drive to a U or a, S, a SD card drive. No shit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that surgery someday. I've got all the parts to do it. I've just been letting it sit and not and not touch it for for like a year and a half now. But eventually I'll get to that, and then I'll have basically one of those mini Amigas, but in the size of like you know a football field. So. <laughs> I've got a uh, a Vic whatever the fuck. And a uh, Commodore 64 sitting in a box downstairs. And uh, someday I'm going to ship it off and give it the pickle friction because uh, I've never even touched it. Uh, uh, Dave's dad gave it to me a few years ago, and I was like, oh, okay. And I, I've never touched it. So uh, in my never-ending quest to kind of offload some of my stuff, uh, I just, yeah. I'm just i giving it the pickle friction. Um, so anyway, the, this unit also has options for 50 hertz or 60 hertz screen refreshes, a CRT filter, and multiple scaling options. Uh, it features the perfect emulation, according to their press release, of not only the original A500 and en- enhanced chipset, uh, of future revisions, but also the advanced graphics architecture of the A1200. Uh, apparently, players can also sideload their own games with a USB stick, uh, just what? just as apparently was also an option with the Commodore 64 Mini. Huh. I had no idea. That's pretty rad. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That is mm. pretty cool. Uh, it also feature a save feature uh, to help you finish uh, the difficult games. Next up, Nintendo streamed a new Indie World presentation last week. You know, their their Nintendo Direct kind of thing. Uh, revealing all new Switch games and offering up updates on other stuff that was previously announced. There's seven, there were seven new Switch Indies that dropped last week. Uh, along with more coming later this year and through 2022. So here's a little bit. Uh, this one's cool, man. Uh, bomb, a bomb Rush Cyber, cyber Funk bomb rush cyberfunk not a great name guys but what's cool about it is uh this this game was announced a while ago i think you probably know about it uh it's it's, uh it's it's modeled pretty it's it's fucking jet set radio you know since this this company team reptile they were like well sega's not gonna do it i guess we're gonna do it you know um and it looks really good man it looks really good coming to switch and other platforms in other in 2022 that's pretty exciting. Uh, this holiday season, Loop Hero, it's a card-based RPG where you build the world for a hero's adventure, place enemies, buildings, and terrain, earn loot, and fight the time-looping... L- whatever, fucking PR, <laughs> PR bullshit. Um, anyway, uh, Shovel Knight. Uh, I'm too goddamn tired to read this hype up, you know. Anyway, uh, it's been a long-ass week. Uh, Shovel Knight, uh, the star and guest star of dozens of games, will explore a new genre in Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, a puzzle dungeon crawler from Yacht Club Games. Previously announced, but uh, the Switch version and Amiibo support is now confirmed. Tetris Effect, coming. Coming to the Switch, so it's already out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, so that's awesome. Uh, it's it's going to be the Tetris Effect Connected version, which uh, I think debuted on the Series X and S, which and uh, it includes competitive and cooperative multiplayer. Uh, they also confirmed ports of Toem and uh, Metal Slug Tactics, both coming to the Switch. Neat. Uh, let's see, blah, 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 a new role-playing game that I think has been previously announced, I'm pretty sure I've seen this before, Eastward, uh, yes, it was announced at Indie World in 2019, 
right. that thing comes on tw- on September sixteenth. Looks really good, actually. This one, this one's really interesting to me. It's got a really cool vibe. Um, so I'd like to check it out. It's uh, got nice. kind of the um, art style of you know like Stardew Valley and Starbound and Wargroove things like that. Same publisher, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. So Axiom Verge Two was just dropped surprise dropped the other day yeah uh, multiple delays it's uh it's it's out there on the switch eShop as well as the playstation and epic games stores very cool i I've se- i saw that was on limited run is doing a axiom verge one and two box set or something like that that sounds pretty slick that's cool i uh i kind of dropped off the first one i really liked it and then it just didn't it didn't grab me it didn't like hold like... on to me hmm. you know um so here, here's what else came out on the 11th. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, Necrobarista, Final Pour, Garden Story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Garden Story looks looks pretty interesting. Islanders, Console Edition, Slime Rancher, Plortable Edition. Wow. That's not a typo, that's a pun. And uh, Curious Expedition 2. So that's what came out of the Indie Direct last week. Huh. Castlevania news, Ooh. Grimoire of Souls, which I believe first came out um, a couple of years ago. Uh, fuck, like I don't, I don't know if it ever came out in the states though. Uh, it's coming to uh, Apple Arcade, and the release date is quote soon. Oh, so uh, according to the press release, which I'll try to skim as best I can, you will immerse yourself in the rich world of Castlevania with yada yada yada. It is a full-fledged side-scrolling action game. Experience a game with epic amounts of content, including 60 levels, a wide variety of equipment, daily and weekly missions, and more. Uh, set in a world after Dracula has been sealed away, the pages of a new story bringing together heroes, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can play as Alucard and unlock other characters such as Simon Belmont, Charlotte, Shinoa, Maria, and more to come. Master each mm. character's unique combat style to annihilate fearsome enemies and bosses. Uh, the good thing about Apple Arcade is that uh, none of this stuff will behind a pay- be behind a paywall. There's no like microtransactions, none of that bullshit. So this game, which when it was originally released, it looked to me to be just like a microtransaction nightmare, looks like it actually might be playable. So that's good. Mm. Neat. And finally, Josh, uh, the Switch version of Espaluda 2 will launch on the eShop on September 9th. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, Espaluda 2. Uh, The cave shmup uh, that's, you know, been around (laughs) forever. It first launched in arcades on uh, November 2005, was also on mobile phones, Xbox 360. Uh, I believe there's a Japanese PS2 port, could be wrong about that. Pretty sure I've got it sitting in my basement. Maybe not. Anyway, uh, and was also on uh, iOS and Android in 2010, and it was a great version. Man, uh, these cave shmups actually play really well on phone, but uh, also delisted after Cave was like, oh, we're not going to continue to update our shit. So anyway, it'll be hmm. good to have it on Switch and play it with the flip grip. Word. That, buddy. That's our news. You were right, man. That was gripping. That was, was gripping. a lot. How how am I doing? How am I doing on the energy level? Am I You're okay? doing wonderful. I think I think you got your your average kind of uh, I'm 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 only here so I don't get fined type. <laughs> yeah. 
Because you got to keep this streak going, man. We're on like episode 60 or something. It's like fucking 60 weeks in a row. we got to keep this shit rolling. I think you're right, man. I think you're right. <sighs> All right. I'm doing this for you, lag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's your news. All right. Road 96 instead of 69, I guess. I don't know. Coming to Switch and PC. Greek, spelled with an A. Memories of Azure on the next-gen consoles, Switch and PC. Humankind on PC. Marvel's Mm. Avengers War for Wakanda for, like, everything except for Switch. I assume that's DLC. I don't know. Who knows? Recompile on next-gen consoles and PC. Rims Racing for, yep, that's every console. (laughs) The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, Xbox One and PC. No idea. 12 minutes. Ooh, this is the... uh, this is the artsy fartsy looking game. This comes out on uh, Xbox, all the Xboxes and PC, and I believe it's coming to Game Pass. So this is the one that has like a top down view, and it's like a story, like a mystery story. Looks like one of those artsy Annapurna kind of games. Anyway, uh, looks neat. I don't know if I'll play it. We'll see. Arietta of Spirits on the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Oh, here's the pick of the week, my friend. You ready for this? I'm excited. Go, with it. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Of course. For PlayStation 5 and 4. Right on. I will be uh, my wife is actually going out of town this weekend. Uh this is my weekend plan here right here. Is, Damn. Is uh Tsushima uh DLC. Anyway, uh and then finally, well, this is just the pick of the year every year, Madden NFL 22 for everything <laughs> except for Switch. So, except for, Switch. except for Switch. That's it for the new releases. Coming up next, we got Dale and his Retro Recap. Hey, hey, Mojo Weekly listeners. This is Dale, and welcome to this week's recap of the latest retro game re-releases, remasters, and remakes. As always, the credit for this goes to GSK from Retronauts.com and LimitedRunsGames.com. Let's get to it. Hitting physical, the only release this week is I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Or the PC and Mac via limitedrungames.com. I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream is a reissue of uncirculated copies from Harlan Ellison's own personal collection of the 1995 point-and-click adventure game. Uh, As of this recording, only the Mac version is still available. Moving on to the digital releases this week from the Arcade Archives is Curry Kinton for the Switch and PlayStation 4. And that is a port of a 1988 arcade brawler from Taito that, according to GSK's write-up, never really made a lasting impact in that company's history. Hitting from the Gmode archives for PC via Steam Worldwide is an untranslated port of Shirashima Kurashi. And this is a 2009 mobile game from Japan, now on Steam, which is essentially a miniature take on Animal Crossing, but instead is based on an island themed after Okinawa. Wrapping up this week is two new books from Jeremy Parrish based on uh, his based on Jeremy Parrish's works lines of YouTube video. Odds are if you're listening to this, you know who Jeremy Parrish is. He helped launch the Retronauts podcast originally on One Up in 2006 and has kept it active via crowdfunding since One Up's demise in 2013. He's one of the go-to sources for retro gaming news and his retro game works line of videos are destination viewing for any, any gaming history enthusiast. 
these new books are based on the 1991 releases for the Super Nintendo and the entire library, The Little Train That Couldn't, The Virtual Boy. These books feature the original scripts from all those videos which are revised and expounded upon with all new first class photography and formatting and both of these books come based on a pristine hardcover book. Virtual Boy works the complete library and Super Nintendo works 1991. You can find them on limitedrungames.com and I highly recommend both both of them. Alright, that wraps it up for this week. Back to you, John and Jash. Alright, man. Time for the game spotlight. Uh, just surprise me. What do you got? What do you got for me? What are we talking about? Well, this week I figured our, our game spotlight, we could go back to the arcades. Right. Um, so, so here, here's, here, let me, let me draw a picture for you, man. I'm going to actually physically draw a picture, a picture with my words. You ready? All right. So Street Fighter 2 is out yeah. in the arcades. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter 2 is amazing. We're getting a Super Nintendo port of that coming out. Street Fighter 2 Champion Editions in the arcades. Yeah. Mortal Kombat's out there. The Neo Geo. Now the Neo Geo, they got they're pumping out Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting, and 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 all these games are out there and they're, and they're hot and everything's exciting and, and am I here? Oh, sorry, I thought you were like waving to me. Um, you're you're doing so, great, Josh. You're doing you're great. So you're, you're, you're painting so this picture. I'm, I'm painting a picture, and 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 here you are in the arcades. And now I don't know about you, but the first Mortal Kombat, even in the arcades, didn't like blow my fucking mind like it was really cool and i really liked seeing fatal or the the fatalities and stuff like that but the game the gameplay to me was a step down from the fatal furies the art of fightings and obviously street fighter 2 and um snk put together this game that had a little bit of the fatalities it had more of an adult theme and it also had the gameplay that in my opinion matches that of street fighter maybe it's not as fast as street fighter but it's it's is balanced it's 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 key it's perfection it's it's like the moves every character's got so much going on and what game am i talking about john i'm going to talk about clay fighter oh yes yes that's it Clay Fighter 2 Judgment Clay, to be exact. <laughs> no. I'm talking about Samurai fucking Showdown. Um, wow, look at dude. you holding up the actual Neo Geo box like a stud. I know. Doesn't it look amazing? Look at that. Yeah, that's beauty. That it's actually, uh, I found a guy online who does them for MVSs because this is actually a cheap-ass MVS board. Ooh, look at that. You can get a Samurai Showdown 1 on MVS on eBay for like 12 bucks, so this is not a big deal, honestly. <laughs> but um, I've got a consoleized MVS, so I'm a cheap-ass Neo Geo player. But man, I was thinking about the other day, and like, Merrill used to have a pretty decent arcade downtown, actually. We had two arcades, one burnt down, apparently. Um, but the one that was right downtown... <laughs> Everything in Merrill in, burns down eventually. Pretty much. One of the, <laughs> the, the, the arcade that was, that was uh, the biggest one downtown when I was growing up, Dude, I just remember getting to that arcade and when they had Samurai Showdown. And the Samurai Showdown in our town was a dedicated cab. It was literally just for Samurai Showdown. It wasn't one of those four slots. It wasn't anything like that. And, man, um, the line of kids that were around that machine, and you had to, you had to stand in line and wait to play this game um, because everyone was ready to play. Was our, we already played 
you know, we played Street Fighter. We had a Super Nintendo port. People liked Street Fighter, and everybody's going to be competitive about Street Fighter 2 for sure. Yeah. But man, Samurai Showdown was really, really turning heads. And I was so fucking happy. It was like SNK put so much effort and so much time into their fighting games. This was 1993, right? Yeah. So we had, um, you know, they had already brought out Fatal Fury 2, I think, at that point. Art of Fighting was a thing, and, and um, man, they were pumping out, like, King of the Monsters and, like, all these brawlers and fighting games on the Neo Geo, but it was Samurai Showdown that really, really put their, you know, mark on the fighting game genre. And, um, dude, I loved it. Uh, my favorite character was Haomaru. I thought the gameplay um, was, was spot on. I thought the graphics were awesome. Um, I thought the cool stuff in between each round where the characters would talk to each other and then the, the referee in the background would be like, oh, you know, <laughs> round one, yeah, one yeah. guard, yeah. fight. And you, you just like, oh, there's just so much legitimacy to the game that it really was something new. Um, and like I mentioned, it did a little bit of everything. It touched on Mortal Kombat's Fatal Fury idea. It touched on um, the animation style of like a Street Fighter, because dude, those characters—the way they moved, or when that when you're when you're fighting on the side of the beach and the waves are crashing in the background, and the characters their 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 hairs like flowing in the wind and stuff. Oh, dude, there's something about it. And, yeah. and it's just—I'm talking the original Samurai Showdown. It is cool how many sequels they made, and I think every single one of them is worth trying out. But man, the first one. The first one on Neo Geo is just fucking legendary, and I really, really was in a mood to play it lately, so I've been uh, pumping that in my MVS, and it's it's awesome. It's still worth going back to. The game feels a little slow. I'm not going to deny that for sure. So if you're wanting, like, Street Fighter Turbo Speed or, like, uh, an Alpha game or Alpha 3 Speed, you're not getting that. But, dude, once you kind of get a few rounds in, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's a magical game. Right on, man. I, I, I too, love the game. Um, I didn't play it back in a day um didn't play it till much later actually um but the art style is is the first thing that grabbed me about it um i just love uh snk's pixel art um mm -hmm. and and like you said the attention to detail but what i also love about it is that it's a very um it's like a slow slow game you know like it's not mm -hmm. like lightning fast combos and you know the game's not over you know the match isn't over before you know it you know like you have you, you kind of take your time you do the footsie you back up a little bit you you, you strike yep. carefully because uh, you're holding a fucking katana man <laughs> you know um so i i love the game i'm i'm not great at it um but i love playing it um i like playing it against other people more than against the you know the computer because i tend to get the shit kicked out of me when i play against the Definitely. computer but um i really really love uh, all the samurai showdown games i i, I what was the they recently put out Samurai Showdown 5, like some version of it on PS4 that like had like a bunch of blood and stuff in it that mm. I, I had never been released before. I forget what it was called, but some Samurai Showdown 5 special edition on PS4. And, and I love that, man. Like that is really good. So that's the one that I've kind of played the most of. But nice. Um, and then Samurai Showdown 5, like a chump, I own it, but I don't even know if I've cracked the plastic on it. Jesus. it was one of those that i got for like a crazy discount and then i was like all right i'm gonna put that in the pile over there and i'll i'll play it at some point and i just haven't gotten around to it. but I, I love i love the games though yeah it is really cool i think samurai showdown is that one series that no matter what comes out i'm always like ah i'll try that out if i see a samurai showdown 64 in the arcades i gotta <laughs> hop into that and, and it'd be wildly disappointed in that and then of course i think the xbox 360 had a samurai showdown sen Yes. Whew. Yeah. That was uh, 
pretty rough, but guess what? I played through it. So <laughs> it's it's one of those things that I'll always give my uh, my money to. So SNK can do no wrong. All right, man. So it is time for the last question. Oh my. Uh, we were b- before we started recording. We were talking about the Suicide Squad movie. It just came out. Uh, supposedly James Gunn's redemption of the Suicide Squad franchise. Uh, and as usual, like you and I have completely opposite opinions on pretty much everything when it comes to movies. Uh, sure. I, I thought it was fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been very public about how fucking over superhero movies I am. So if, if it doesn't put me to sleep, I'm like, huh, not a bad movie. Uh, sure. You, on the other hand, felt like it was just as shitty as the first one, and I'm like, wow, because uh, I saw that first one, and that first movie <laughs> fucking sucked. Like that was—I mean, it wasn't Zack Snyder's Justice League level of shit, but it was shit. Um, and uh, and which, by the way, worst movie I've ever seen. I'm sticking to it. Um, so anyway, uh, I want to know what the worst superhero-based video game you've ever played was. Jesus Christ. The yeah, worst. I mean, there are a lot of shitty ones. Just like there are a lot of shitty DC comic movies, none quite as shitty as Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, what is wow. the shittiest uh, superhero movie, er, based, superhero based game you've ever based played? Video game yeah. ever played. Um, Man, that's a, that's a good question because I think I could cop out and just say, oh, Superman 64. Of course. You know, because yeah. it's garbage. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are some that are legitimately awful. Um, mm. I think, uh, Marvel's Silver Surfer on the NES is, is nice. Look at you pulling out the deep cuts. Borderline unplayable. And the yeah. thing that's so sad about it, the thing that is so sad about it is it's a, t- a Tim Fallen game and his music is just fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, but the only way you can literally hear a song is if you pause the game and just sit there and listen. Because <laughs> it's got a great soundtrack. Um, but man, the game is, game is awful. Um, that th- there's there's two off the top of my head. I don't know. Um, uh, here here's one here's one that I could say I was the most disappointed in. Yeah. Um, I would say the most disappointing superhero game I've ever played was Batman: Return of the Joker on the Sega Genesis. Right. It is ungodly terrible because especially because the game boy return of the joker is spectacular and the nes return of the joker is excellent i can't believe they fucked up and botched the genesis version but they did and it's it's awful uh my answer and i probably have talked about this game a billion times over the years uh, because it's just that awful um it's the only game i ever returned the same day because it sucked so bad and that is chemco's batman dark tomorrow I bought it on the GameCube. It was so fucking awful. Uh, wow! It was a, at that point, it was the worst game I had ever played. It was so so bad, <laughs> um, and uh, it was one of those games that was like you could tell it was unfinished, and they were just like, "Yep, we're done. Uh, ship yeah. it." Uh, you could walk through walls. You could get stuck in between walls. You know, shit like that happening. It was unplayable, and uh, um, this was I don't know GameCube era. So what was that? Fifteen years ago, maybe a little longer, twenty. Maybe a little uh, bit, yeah. Uh, and this was before, you know, GameStop was desperate for customers. So I went into GameStop, I bought it, came back uh, later that day, and the guy was like, wait, you, are you done with this already? I'm like, it's fucking terrible. Uh, so they, of course, back in those days, did not give you any sort of refund for it. So, or whatever. So I lost wow. lost some cash on that. I probably got, you know, you know, pennies on the dollar for my trade-in on that sucker, but uh, Most likely, worth yeah. it. Worth it just to have that stink out of my house. <laughs> and now we're gonna get this stink out of your house. If you want to find more, 
about us, you can go to mojomenace.com where we have forums. Mojomenace.com slash forums on the top right of that page. You can go to our, you can find the link to go to our Discord chat. Lots of fun stuff going on in the Discord chat all the time. Uh, fuck, man, whatever. YouTube.com slash Mojo Menace. Twitch.tv slash Mojo Menace. All the social medias is Mojo Menace because that's called Synergy Biatch. Josh, where can they find you? Well, if you'd like to continue the conversation with me about Silver Surfer on the NES and that amazing soundtrack done by one Timothy Fallen, you can always find me on the Twitterverse at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. And that's for us. That's for us. That's it for us. That's for us. Have yourself a wonderful week. Oh, boy. All right. I'm going to pass out now. Bye-bye. Sorry. Bye. Bye.